I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be when away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried ship a Once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Munn speaking. Our program here called The Mariner's Call. Hey, our blessing to be with you by means of radio. I'll be in the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 14, if you want to get a head start. What I'd like to do at this time, I'm not knowing exactly the time of the day that you're listening, but I'm glad you're there. Our programs are heard literally on the other side uh, from here in the U.S., on the other side of the globe. And so time, uh, so I can't say good morning, good afternoon, good night, but I'm glad that you're there. Thank you for being a part of that unseen radio audience. What I'm going to do at this particular time, I'd like to, let's see, Psalm 107, verse 23, I think it says, they that go down to the sea in ships. Uh, What I want to do, I want to bring you down to the sea. I want to talk about a few sea events that we see in the Bible, and we look at them literally, and actually something that happened that had to do with the sea. And then we'll see if we can make some spiritual application, some application to me and you, as to what this really, why was this preserved for us in this book we call the Bible? So I like reading the Bible, and I especially like places that have to do with the sea. Oh, uh, in fact, what do we say? Going to heaven is like crossing the sea. The victorious Christian life is like crossing over Jordan, you know, into Canaan's land, rescued from a life of sin. It's like being saved from drowning. Really, there's no end. And as we read about the sea in the Bible, when we go to church, we pick up the hymn book, and the hymn book is filled with songs that have to do with the sea. On Jordan's stormy banks I stand, what the haven of rest, won't have to cross Jordan alone, the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. You got it. Jesus, Savior, pilot me over life's tempestuous sea. Shall we gather the river? Love lifted me. You know, I was sinking deep in sin. Let the lower lights be burning. There's just no end. So some sea events. I hope our time together with you will be good. Hey, if you ever like to correspond with us, we're as close as the computer, the old keyboard on the computer. It's just F-O-M-M. That's part of the World Wide Web, www. That's F-O-M-M.org. That'll bring you directly to us here at Fishers of Men Ministries International. Look around a little bit. Leave us a message, and uh, we just appreciate appreciate your friendship. The book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 14, I'm going to read some verses here, and uh, we're going to bring you down to the sea here, and we've had so far, Exodus chapter 14, we've had an open sea, but now we're going to look at something a little different. Exodus chapter 14, God speaks to Moses, the Lord said unto Moses, stretch out thine hand over the sea that the waters may come again upon the Egyptians, upon the chariots, and upon the horsemen. I know, what is that? God opens the sea. 
the children of Israel go across. I'm such a Bible literalist that I believe they actually went across on dry ground. You said, Brother Mon, there's no way. Oh, yes, yes. If God could open the sea, surely he could make the sea floor dry. You know, that'd be something if they go across, as they went across the sea floor, they actually raised the dust, <laughs> went across on dry ground. But there's a problem. Uh, now, uh, just about to the other side, the Egyptians are right behind them. God not only opens the sea, but what does he do here? Ah, uh, it says Moses stretched his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to her strength. Verse 28, and the waters returned and covered the chariots. Verse 30, thus the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. God not only opened the sea, but he closed the sea. Now, what could we say there? How could that apply to us today? Now, we think about the open sea. We could say, well, that's kind of like an open door. That's kind of like the Lord doing some things to, to save us and to carry us on into that land of Canaan. Amen? And as far as the enemy is concerned, God protecting us by giving us uh, an open door. It's kind of like that brought deliverance to them. But not, God not only opened the door, but God closed the door. So the God that opens the door can close a door. Now, how can we apply something like that? You know, many times for the saint of God, this is an event to help us, not hurt us. Sometimes we're going across the sea of life and everything's pretty good. And all of a sudden the door closes. And my friend, we're off on some detour somewhere. You know, I'm glad God knows what he's doing. The God that opens a door is the same God that can close a door. And for uh, uh, for me, sometimes uh, the shut doors in life was exactly what I needed. Sometimes it had to do with me reaping some things that I sowed in some areas, but I'm glad for the grace of God. So as far as uh, a shut up sea, a sea event, the sea shut up, a shut door, I find some help there for me in a spiritual way. God never took anything away from you that something better is not given in exchange. God brought them deliverance across the Red Sea, and now he's going to give them new direction, hit them toward the land of Canaan. We go just a little further. In the book of Jonah, I find a little different story here. A sea event. First, a sea event. First, a closed sea. Here we have Jonah chapter 1, all the way down to verse 15. It says, uh, concerning Jonah, we know what happened. He tried to take off from the presence of God. It says in verse 15, so they took up Jonah, cast him forth into the sea, and the sea ceased her raging. Rough weather. What's taking place? Uh, we think about of Jonah himself, a man of disobedience thrown overboard now. He's in what we would call the sea of disobedience. He struggles to stay afloat. The boat gets further, the ship gets further and further and further away. Finally, as far as Jonah is concerned, that's all he can do. Down into the sea. Now, you know, 
Isn't it good that God gave us a chapter two of the book of Jonah? Chapter one, so they took up Jonah and cast him into the sea, and the sea ceased her raging, and it's over with, you know? That would have been awful <laughs> that, that it ended that way. You know, for the child of God, most of us, uh, we've taken our ride across the sea of disobedience. Do you know what I mean? And as far as leaving the presence of God, sometimes that wasn't necessarily our fault, you know. But we got on the sea of disobedience. What, uh, what happens there? Is there a way to leave the presence of God? God followed Jonah from Jonah chapter 1 all the way down to the end to Jonah chapter 4 in verse 11. God was there. So, uh, he didn't leave the presence of God. Uh, yes, found himself lost on the sea of disobedience, but wasn't God good? I prepare fish. On as far as this fish is concerned, in the book of Matthew chapter 12 and verse 40, Jesus calls it a whale, so I have no problem with that. So, God put a whale on his trail. Now, what took place? Oh, isn't it good? That Jonah cries unto the Lord? Isn't it good that the whale throwed him out on dry ground? Isn't it good that God give Jonah a second chance? Yes, we're not going to get into chapter 4 and see some attitudes that's there. Jonah's attitude was not right. But wasn't it good that God brought him deliverance? That he didn't have to drown on the sea of disobedience, you know? Isn't it good that God not only is he willing to forgive our sins, we think about the power of the blood to forgive sins, but on a daily basis, if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I'm glad that I found myself at times in areas of disobedience, but there was, there was help that was there. In the book of Psalms, Psalm 107, I really like this verse, and I've read this verse, and we've looked at this verse many, many times on this program. See events, a closed sea. A sea event lost at sea. What about this one? Psalm 107, it says here, they that go down to the sea in ships, that do business in great waters, these see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. And then I don't like reading verse 25, but I have to, because there it is. It says, concerning the men who go down to the sea in ships, for he commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind, which lifteth up the waves thereof. The stormy, the stormy wind. A stormy sea, you know. I'll be honest with you, I am a very smooth weather sailor. Many times I've left the port of Bon Secours. Went out what we used to call the tugboat channel. It's really called the intercoastal waterway, heading west. Uh, we finally turned to the south and went out what's called Mobile Bar Pass, out into the ocean. And I'll be honest, from a time I was a young guy all the way to where I'm at right now, uh, when going out that pass, I always hoped, oh, I, I hope the weather's good. Uh, as far as the weather is concerned, I don't like stormy winds. I don't like the stormy sea. But sometimes we had to work in that. Uh, the captain would say, batten down the hatches, so to speak. So all the net that was in the rigging had to be lowered to the deck. Everything that was around the boat had to be secured and tight. And there we go out and just bouncing around like a little top in the middle of the ocean. And I didn't like it, but that's the way it was. 
the stormy sea. Now, what about us today? All right, I like everything running smooth, don't you? I don't like to be sick. I like things in church to be good. Our mission organization here, Fishers of Men Ministries International, I like it when all the missionaries report in and have been. there's been people saved. I, there was many saved here and many saved over here and oh, we found some good areas to fish. I like it when it all runs smooth. I don't like trouble. I detest trouble. But it comes. It comes. And you know what I found? I found God is so good Sometimes he doesn't necessarily calm the storm. He calms us in the storm. Sometimes this, the things were just beating me apart as far as my life is concerned as a Christian. seems as if I was just falling apart, but on the inside there was peace. There was a calmness that I found. Oh, I find all the way in the book of Mark, Mark chapter four, Jesus is in the middle of the oh, in the middle of the Sea of Galilee with some old fishermen in a boat, and the boat just about to sink, and they hollered him and they said, "Don't you care that we're fixing to sink?" You know what he does? He comes to the bow of the boat, raises his hand, and he says, "Peace, be still." And you know what he does to the Sea of Galilee? I've been there, seen it when it was rough. All of a sudden, just as smooth as glass. I'm glad I know the master of the sea, the one that's able to close and open doors for me, the one that's able, even though I find myself in the sea of disobedience, I can be forgiven. And my friend, I can have opportunities to labor and serve again. A second chance as Jonah, stormy seas, God can calm that or he can calm me. What's he doing? Oh, the last part of the verse in Psalm 107, verse 30, it says, Then are they glad because to be quiet, for he bringeth them unto their desired haven. Crossed a lot of body of waters, but it was so good to always come into port. Soon we'll leave the stormy sea. Soon we'll leave this world of trouble and sorrow into God's eternal port of peace, his harbor of hope. I hope you've trusted Christ. May God bless you as you desire to serve him. Until next week, Fisher Munn saying goodbye.